Hello, Georges Collinet with you on Afropop Worldwide from PRX. I bet you can guess where this music comes from. If you're thinking Cuba, well, you're right. But this is not rumba, not son, not charanga, certainly not chimba. This is a sound unique to Eastern Cuba. This is changui. player and singer Mikiki performing with his brothers at an informal gathering near Guantanamo. The recording comes from a landmark box set called Changui, the sound of Guantanamo. Music journalist Gianluca Tramontana recorded enough tracks like this to fill three CDs. And the box set comes with a gorgeous 120-page book full of photos, essays about the music, and notes on all 50 songs in the collection. Today we'll hear from Gianluca and from ethnomusicologist Ben Lapidus as we open your ears to a hidden treasure of Cuban music. The freewheeling, storytelling, party-hardy, community-based, rural urban sound that is Changui. To start, let's hear the lead track on the Changui box set, Grupo Estrellas Campesinas, with Changui and Yateras. Yateras, you may know, is a town in the mountains of eastern Cuba, known especially for producing an amazing coffee. Café, café. 
Wow, Changui and Yateras. Hey, starting to feel the vibe? Well, Grupo Estrellas Campesinas is one of the youngest Changui groups on the collection we are sampling today. Speaking of which, let's meet our guest. I'm Gianluca Tramontana, music journalist, radio broadcaster, independent radio producer, radio host, and co-producer of Changui, the sound of Guantanamo. My name is Ben Lapidus, musician. I am an ethnomusicologist. I wrote a book about Changui that was published in 2008. Probably the only one, <laughs> but it shouldn't be that way. There's a lot to be done, and, and everything that I've done is by no means the final word. Well, maybe not, but it's a fine start. More from Ben in a moment. But first, Gianluca told us about the path that led him to Changui. In the 90s, I worked at the Magic Shop for a couple of years. Magic Shop was a recording studio on Crosby Street. Sonic Youth Ramones, Lou Reed did a couple of albums there. David Bowie did his last two albums there. And the owner of that was Steve Rosenthal, who co-produced this Changweed set with me. He has worked also with Alan Lomax, restoring his catalog, and now he works with the Lomax Foundation. I've been traveling through Cuba since the Periodo Especial in the uh, early 90s, and I've pretty much gravitated almost immediately to the Oriente, the eastern region, because everyone goes to Havana. And it's often said that in Cuba, things start east and they move west. And Guantanamo province, or the Oriente, is far east. Yes, there's room by Matanzas. I know there's other stuff. It's not that cut and dry. But a lot of what we listen to that comes out of Havana and that landed in America as an extension originated around the eastern region. Havana is the cocktail, but a lot of the ingredients come from the Oriente. So it's sort of like it's a sauce. And most of my time as a music journalist has been about roots music. So from my perspective, the Oriente is the roots of the root. Ben Lapidus has some doubts about this east-to-west theory, and you can read about that in Ben's interview on Afropop.org. But sticking with Gianluca's story, his discovery of Chongui came at an unlikely moment. He was in a Cuban radio station about to go on air when the broadcast was interrupted by a speech from El Presidente, Fidel Castro. And surprise, surprise, he overshot. And so we never got on. <laughs> you know, he was famous for his speeches, kind of like Changui. You always know when it starts. You don't know when it ends. While they waited, the local DJ popped on a cassette of Changui music and Gianluca's ears pricked up. I'd never heard anything like that before. You know, Cuban music is quite metric generally and it's on the clave and it's tight. And what they played me was syncopated and it swung off its hinges. It was sort of loose and it had really weird rhythms and it sort of bounced around like a three-legged horse. And it was call and response and it was sort of ragged but ripe. And no one could tell me anything about it. I kept asking people about Changui. And the names that kept coming up was Elio Reve, Elito Reve, and Los Van Van. They're really great, but 
that sort of modern urban Changui with horns and uh, keyboards and drums and they're, again, they're fantastic. But it's like if it was blues and I was asking an American about blues because I'd heard uh, Sun House or Robert Johnson, they were pointing me to uh, maybe uh, the Rolling Stones or the Allman Brothers or maybe Eric Clapton. Uh, but I had heard Robert Johnson. Well, more about that urban Changui later. But around the same time, Ben Lapidus in New York was having a similar experience. I kept hearing the word Changui on records and I had heard it and I was just mystified by the way the music was put together. I couldn't really figure out what was holding it all together. The parts were independent enough and there was enough freedom in a few of the parts, but there was a lot of cohesion in the groove. And I kept asking a lot of people in New York and elsewhere who were great musicians and they couldn't really answer the questions that I had. So began Ben's years of groundbreaking research. As for Gianluca, well, it took a while for him to circle back to Changui. Yeah, so 2017 in February, I went out and I, I thought, I'll just go to Guantanamo and I'll figure out what this Changui is. Oh, I can do a five or six minute, maybe PRI's the world or something like that. You know, Guantanamo, it's not just the bay. So I talked to a couple of musicians and I asked them for a CD so I could lift some tracks and they just looked at me uh, like they didn't quite understand the question. So I, I thought, oh, they don't have CDs. There were a few CDs, but very few. And that's when Gianluca decided to make recordings of his own. And when he sent a sample to Steve Rosenthal in New York, the Grammy-winning producer was ecstatic. And from there, what started as a brief radio report began its evolution into this incredible box set, likely the most extensive audio documentation of traditional Changui. Let's hear another track. This one by Los Flores del Changui. It begins with a slow invocation to the Yoruba Orisha, Oshun.
Las Flores del Changui. Wow, I like that. Well, by now, you're getting a feel for this music. And it's time to ask this question. What exactly is Changui? First, here's Ben Lapidus with a little historical background. Changui is a really fascinating groove-oriented music, and it's a reflection of a bunch of different cultures and, and languages and musical traditions coming together. You have uh, Afro-Haitian, English-Caribbean folks who came back and forth. Between 1789 and 1803, like roughly 30,000 people came from Haiti to Eastern Cuba, roughly. And of those 30,000 people, 20,000 of them were either enslaved or free people of color. So they brought this entire new cultural phenomenon to Eastern Cuba. There was French language, French culinary stuff, French architecture, plus the Haitian French concept of sugar production and coffee. And then on top of that, you then had Haitians and Jamaicans and Bajans and people from anywhere in the Caribbean coming to cut sugarcane. There's this whole history that you have to acknowledge. You know, it's not convenient for people who write history to acknowledge that because it gets away from the national project. It gets away from, you know, the simplicity of we are this country and this is what we do. But it's undeniable. Changui wasn't really a genre or codified until after the war. There were no groups officially. It has a similar timeline to blues music in America. So it comes, historians imagine, around sort of the mid-ish 1800s, out of the plantations. The Guantanamo region, the eastern region, was mostly coffee plantations, sugarcane plantations, and then further east, around Baracoa, it would have been chocolate plantations and uh, I think maybe coconut plantations too. It's sort of riff-based, call-and-response, rural dance music, which is what blues is too, really. So that's sort of the setting it comes out of. The word Changui is assumed to come from two Congolese words sort of mushed together, meaning jump for joy. Changui means party. And in old-school Guantanamero dialect, it would have been used, and some people still use it. Let's go to a changui, meaning, I don't know, let's go clubbing. Uh, if we were in Kentucky, we'd say, let's go to a hoedown, maybe. <laughs> so we start with the mid-19th century multicultural Caribbean hoedown. How about that? But by the mid-20th century, Changui is a bona fide genre. As far as repertoire goes, it got codified after the war. A musicologist and composer, Rafael Inquiarte Brioso, he actually formed the group with the five instruments, bongos, marimbo, latres, maracas, and guayo. Get that? Bongos, marimbula, tres, maracas, and guayo. The guayo is a serrated guard that you scrape with a metal rod, sometimes a screwdriver or knitting needle. And the marimbula is a giant metal-pronged box that you sit on and pluck out the baseline on those prongs while slapping the sides of the box to keep time. The one melodic instrument is the tres, a distinctly Cuban lute with uh, six strings arranged in three pairs. Its high-pitched, melodious jangle is also the signature of song music, probably the best-known music style from Eastern Cuba. The tres player 
is the riff carrier, the song carrier, at least traditionally. So he would turn up after people worked the fields, either invited or he might just turn up uninvited, and he'd start churning out riffs and singing, and then everyone would join in. People would pick up whatever was lying around, like a machete and a machete sharpener, right, for the guayo, or maybe some gourds for the maracas, or they might take the skull of a cow or a horse and shake the teeth for the maracas too. And then things got particularly interesting when a bongo player started playing. And at that point, because bass frequencies carry, right, people from surrounding communities would hear the bongos and they go, oh, there's a changui happening over there. You have the bongo, and it's a really deep sound. And at a certain point, the bongocero or the bongocera makes a roaring sound with their fingers that goes across the drum, where the drum goes like that. And in Haitian religious music, you know, it's to summon the spirits. And before you knew it, you had a whole ton of people joining in. A pig would end up on a spit. People would turn up with cakes and things. More dancers would come in and it would carry on. This could go on for hours or days. If the conditions are correct, there's enough food and alcohol and people. This could just go on and on. And if you talk to people about it in the past, people will say, yeah, this lasted from Christmas all the way through the other eight days past Three Kings Day, you know, or we would go on a weekend and you would pack your clothes up in a bundle and cross rivers and get muddy and then get there and clean yourself off and put on your clothes and be ready to dance. Or people would come with children or women who were nursing. They would take turns watching the kids while somebody else could dance. It was a really communal coming together around music. Provides rhyming lyrics often telling stories about the party and the partiers. Musicians flirt with dancers, and it's truly a communal happening. And out of all this comes a repertoire of songs. They improvise like crazy. Everyone's building the plane while it's midair. Even on the stuff that's actual repertoire, they still improvise like crazy. And the bongos, the trez, and the marimbola lock into each other. Then when they take a break, they really get into it. and his brothers having at it during a front porch jam. And by the way, Mihiki has 17 brothers and sisters and they all play Jongui. 
Gianluca mentioned the group that Rafael Brioso helped to form back in 1945, Grupo Changui de Guantanamo. The group is still around, though not with the original members, of course. Grupo Changui Guantanamo are quite modern sounding. They're quite slick. They even got nominated for a Grammy. Yeah, Latin music Grammy. You know, socialist governments, artists are sort of the diplomats. The government designates a group. So Grupo Changui Guantanamo is the ambassador, I suppose. All right, let's hear a Grupo Changui track Gianluca recorded for this box set. Here is Toca Marimbula Olivares. Play that Marimbula Olivares.
I love it. Grupo Changui de Guantanamo. Now, earlier in our program, we heard Gianluca Tramontana describe Changui as bouncing around like a three-legged horse. <laughs> and Ben Lapidus told us he was at first mystified by the music structure. And this brings us to a crucial characteristic of Changui. It fits within the scheme of Cuban music to a certain degree, but it also completely breaks the scheme of Cuban music because there's no clave, there's no timeline. When the Changui song starts, the tres starts by itself, does a couple of repetitions of the chorus of the song, and then the whole band jumps in in the very last beat. The drummer will come in with a five-stroke roll, the scraper player will shout out, yeah, like that, and then the maracas is going right away. The trace also, what's really fascinating about it is it's playing all up beats. For the most part, if, the, if this is the beat, it's all The trace is playing all up beats. The position is always up. And then everybody else comes in on down beats. So that's another twist. There's no clave, there's no timeline. Everyone has to have such a good concept of where the downbeat is from hearing the upbeat that when they all come in, it has to fall into place. All right, so let's check that out. Here is a classic from the 25th anniversary edition of the Buena Vista Social Club album, including previously unreleased tracks like this alternate take of Candela. It starts with the tres, like a changui, but listen to the way the band comes in. Hear the way everything is organized around the clave? Now let's hear a track from the Changui box set by Grupo Changui. And I challenge you to find clave in this one. Hoy quiero bailar, 
Coming up, more from Gianluca's Oriente Recordings and Ben Lapidus on the popularization of Changui in Cuba. Be sure to visit afropop.org to read our full interview with Ben. I'm Georges Collinet, and you're listening to Afropop Worldwide from PRX. we've heard so far was recorded by Gianluca Tramontana at local happenings, mostly using handheld microphones. Well, the challenge in mastering the sessions was the fact that the recordist could rarely keep from dancing. <laughs> Steve Rosenthal and the engineer Ed McCanty are brilliant, brilliant at this. We didn't really add anything, actually. There's no reverb, there's no fade-outs, there's no nothing. So, yeah, it's it's really mostly thanks to them. And even they managed to make it seem like I was almost still. set up like a pop song in a way. You know, they sing a first verse that no one ever remembers, and then they sing the chorus that just goes on forever. And that's what everyone remembers, and Changhui has that too. And then there's a chorus, and then it belts into call and response. And that could be anything. I think the idea of this is how a song goes is a very modern idea.
Jungle lyrics talk about partying, love of mothers, warning about gossip, cutting tough guys and boasters down to size, but mostly as Ben Lapidus notes. Changui songs talk a lot about Changui. <laughs> They tell you how to play it, what's the best Changui, who were the best musicians, who played the best tres, who danced the best, who had the best parties, was there a pig there, who got into a fight with who. That's the whole piece of Changui. You don't really have that in the song. That's a hysterical one, La Sardina Rumbera de Caimanera, right? <laughs> Which is the dancing sardine from Caimanera. <laughs> Or the rumbaing sardine from Caimanera, which is a fishing village near Guantanamo Bay. local storytelling does not keep Changuiceros from singing about bigger topics. Here's a song by Popo Isu Changui that talks about the Copenhagen Climate Accord and the destruction of the ozone layer. An acknowledgement of Changui is very, very local. It's very based around Guantanamo City. Actually, once you leave Guantanamo City, people don't even know what Changui is. If you go the next province over, people will say it's Elio Rever and Elito Rever. Okay, we keep on hearing about Elio Rever and his son Elito Rever, but Ben Lapidus says there is an earlier link between Changui and urban Cuban pop, and it involves the artist we're hearing now, the great Arsenio Rodriguez. There's one other person who I think is the key intermediary between Reve and the tradition was Luis Martinez Grignan. He was nicknamed Lili, and it was a piano player, originally from Guantanamo. The guy was a total genius, and he was eclectic. He had a degree in fingerprint technology, he had done a correspondence course, he spoke a number of languages, he played classical music, he played jazz. He worked on the naval base, and he would slip people money to watch his shift so he could sneak inside and play piano instead of doing his job. And apparently, 
I think it was 1944, was when the great tres player and band leader Arsenio Rodriguez sent him a telegram and said, I want you to join my band. And that is when Limi Martinez went to Havana from Guantanamo in 1944. And Arsenio's recordings, he started to add in the patterns that a tres player would play from Changui. And he mixed that with a little bit of jazz and a little bit of classical music. And he developed this very unique personal sound, which then became like the piano sound. Every piano player imitated his sound. the great Arsenio Rodriguez recordings of the 1940s and early 50s. He's name-checked all the time. You know, they always say, Lili. They called him uh, La Perla de Oriente, the Pearl of Eastern Cuba. And they would say, La Perla de Oriente, y que perla. And then he would do his solo. And if you listen to his solos, there's, it's like really intricate, you know, classical kind of piano stuff thrown over a Cuban groove with a little bit of jazz here and there, very impressionistic, very unique. Arsenio recorded lots of his songs. Cero Guapos en Yateras, which talks about, you know, some tough guys who got beaten up and couldn't go back to Yateras. Arsenio didn't have any experience with any of that. That was all Vivi's influence. brings us to Elio Reve. What Elio Reve did, and what really was one aspect of his genius, was to take what he heard the tres playing and to put it in the violins. His group was a charanga. So he had the violins play exactly what the tres was kind of playing, uh, that kind of montuno section. And then he had a wooden guido, and it was basically going right? And that was kind of doing the part that you would hear in traditional changui. And then he was taking riffs from the bongo and playing them on his timbales. So he took elements from traditional changui, stuck them into his modern group and called it changui. Yeah. 
circa 1956 with Rico Changui. And Reve went with it until he passed in 97, and his son is still going with it. Reve, I mean, he said, I'm the father of Changui, and he just kept going with it. And the music sounded really nothing like Changui at that point, but you could tease out what the elements were that he had. His brother played Changui. I mean, they're, they're from Guantanamo. His father was a bass player in Guantanamo. So it's not that he was fibbing. I mean, he knew the tradition. The next stage in the popularization of Changui in Cuba came from an alumnus of Elio Reve's band, bassist, composer, and arranger Juan Formel. He went on to become the musical director of Los Van Van, sometimes called the Rolling Stones of Cuba, and they famously adapted a Changui called El Guarare de Pastora, or sometimes just Pastorita. Thank you. 
Wow, the immortal Los Van Van with their Havana take on Chongui, Guarare de Pastora. Now, before we head back to Guantanamo City with Gianluca Tramontana, check this out. The latest evolution of Chongui in Cuba is Chongui rap. Hey, it was inevitable. Hey, Chongui Guantanamo, Maestro Andres, El Simsonte. El Changui que bajó del monte para la ciudad. Ahí nada más. Changui con flow. Aquí es donde se unen las dos cosas. Aquí se, se unen el río y el mar. La cátedra del Changui. Entonces, quisimos hacer un homenaje y hacer este tema que es uno de los clásicos del Changui. La rumba está buena. ¿Y con quién mejor que con el maestro Andrés? Así que banda. Con saltos de ríos Cuando veo mi tierra caliente sonrío Siento que el oriente conmigo despierta O es que tú no sabes Estamos de fiesta Venga a mover tus caderas Que esperas Changui Flow Guantanamera Lo traje para que vieras para que lo probaras Para que con ganas no te me quedaras ¿De dónde vengo? Vengo de la loma pa Te traigo Te traigo la cinco pa ah. Moviéndolo para que veas Que baila hasta que más fino sea Vamos a parrandear Porque la rumba está buena La rumba está buena para bailarla Buena pa' gozarla, oye Vamos a parrandear Porque la rumba está buena Ese changui de la tambla Que permanece en la escena Ajá. Vamos a parrandear Porque la rumba está buena Yo vengo con zona por acá Porque ellos la ponen buena Oye bien Un trago de ron para empezar Y un par de mulatas para bailar La rumba se empieza a calentar Dale que el DJ la va a ponchar Verán que mi gente no se Mantienen serena cuando reparten la cena, hey. se siguen incorporando, aunque haya un ciclón andando, la fiesta no hay quien la frene. Wow, a fusion of rap, rumba and changui from Zona Franca featuring Jose Andres El Sinsonte from Changui Guantanamo. Meanwhile, back in Oriente. Changui is a lineage. No one does Changui. You're born into it. And you know when Changuizeros die, fellow Changuizeros play around the casket and they play at the burial. So you are a Changuizero from cradle to grave. This is Mikiki on Tres, accompanying singer Armando Liliebre. Notice the way the voice and Tres melody go together. Hmm, sensational. That's another signature of Changui. The French have this term with wine drinking, terroir. If you drink the wine from a region, the taste tells you everything about the region. So, folk musics, I find like that. History books are written from the top down and the songs are from the bottom up. 
in Guantanamo. The history books tell us it's sugarcane and coffee, right? But the sugarcane and coffee didn't run to the boats and jump on. People put them on the boats, and those people are not written about. So Changui is kind of their history. It's the terroir of the region. A la un, dos, a As you might imagine, young Guantanameros are more apt to tune into timba and reggaeton from Havana and beyond. Changui is their grandparents' music. Still, there are young Changuiceros keeping the tradition alive. Oddly enough, the most traditional band, who are the flagship rural band, Estrellas Campesinas, they're actually all young. Well, here they are with their version of Guarare de Pastora, the song we heard Los Van Van cover. In 2018, the Cuban government officially recognized Changui as part of the national patrimony. And as Ben Lapides told us, that meant a lot to folks in eastern Cuba. Son is the national genre of Cuban music, right, from the 1920s on. The poetry about the son and the government, you know, pushes the son, and son is exported throughout the world, what they call the rumba. But there's this whole history that you have to acknowledge this Afro-Haitian and Afro-Caribbean component, especially Eastern Cuba, Oriente. So it's a fascinating history. It's an understudied region, a misunderstood region, and it's so much like what the Mississippi Delta is to the blues this region is to Cuban music. Meanwhile, Gianluca Tramontana likes to think of the collection he co-produced as a party in a box. Roots music is really very, very cool and very hip, and it's dance music. For the longest time, we have associated artistic merit to suffering. Even blues music, which is dance music, essentially. Robert Johnson was there to make you dance. If we went to a juke joint, it wasn't to sort of moan about our lot in life. It was to dance. So. These songs have historical value and historical context and from an academic perspective have a great deal of value. But it's also really hip and cool and catchy music. Um, it's loud, it's really thrilling and exciting. There's hooks galore and there's choruses that stretch on forever and you listen to it once or twice and you can hum it all day long. I wanted to present that. I love that expression, party in a box. <laughs> well, you have a party on the radio here. Funding for Afropop Worldwide comes from the National Endowment for the Arts, which believes a great nation deserves great art. And from PRX affiliate stations around the US. And thank you for supporting your public radio station. Oh, by the way, friends, this is big news. This fall, Afropop Worldwide will begin its 35th year on public radio. Can you believe it? Well, we're planning a big celebration. But we need your help. So get out your cell phone and film yourself telling us a favorite Afropop memory, a program, a concert, a romance, whatever you like. Short and sweet, no more than 15 seconds. 
Send your video to info at afropop.org and post it on your social media with the hashtag afropop35. Afropop35, got it? Okay, can't wait to hear from you. Big thanks to Gianluca Tramontana and Ben Lapidus for their help with this program. And don't forget to visit afropop.org to read our interview with Ben Lapidus, full of videos you won't want to miss. You can also find us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at AfropopWW. My Afropop partner is Sean Barlow. Sean produces our program for World Music Productions. Research and production for this program by Banning Air. And be sure to subscribe to our podcast, including radio programs and our Afropop Close-Up podcast series. And don't forget to join us next week for another edition of Afropop Worldwide. Our chief audio engineer is Michael Jones. This program was mixed at Studio 44 in Brooklyn by Michael Jones. Additional engineering by GC from the syncopated layer in Washington, D.C. Banning Air and C.C. Smith edit our website, afropop.org. Our director of new media is Mukwai Wabei Siolwe, and I'm Georges Collinet.